Blog Talk Radio. hour of Infinite Love Talk Radio with your host, Doug and Jackie Christie. Yes, yes, and you can join us anytime by calling into our show live and joining our conversation at 347-215-8305. It's always exciting to be here with you guys and with each other, of course, and you can also catch us in our chat room. You can go in there throughout the entire show and join us there. Yes, baby, and today we are going to be discussing the Chris Webber Bada Bling Weekend Cherry event held in none other than Las Vegas. Nevada, that is. Oh, my God. Let us just say, mm-mm-mm. It was a blast from the time we touched down on Vegas soil. Okay, you guys, we had fun. We was met by our driver at the airport and taken to the fabulous Planet Hollywood Hotel. Let me repeat, the fabulous Planet Hollywood Hotel in Las Vegas and Casino. And then we were checked in, and we quickly grabbed a marvelous bite to eat before being summoned to the lobby where we were met by a new driver who took us to the most beautiful golf course in Vegas. Or, or should I say that we've seen so far? <laughs> I'm sure there's some that we we haven't had the privilege yet to see. Got to be an exclusive club or something. And we commenced to play, or I should say the guys did. I just kind of rolled along. But they played 18 holes of competitive golf, and I just sucked up the 105-degree weather. It was awesome. Yes, it was, baby. I have to say, <laughs> our golf experience was exquisite. We ba- we golfed at Bally High Golf Course. My wife, uh, friend Petey, of course, the Whistle, and myself. The first day we got in, we played nine holes, and that would be the front nine. Day two, we did get in the hole 18, and I'll have to say that Petey won by five strokes, but we'll keep that on the low. And then, of course, C-Web's tournament, which was a best ball tournament, and I will have to say that everybody chipped in. Uh, we finished one under with some great shots, and one of the great shots was, uh, I think it was on the 13th hole. They had where you could you could bet against the house, per se, since you're in Las Vegas. You used the gambling. And if you won, if you won, say, for instance, you bet $100. If you win, they give you a $200 gift certificate in the clubhouse. You could buy whatever you want. And if you lost, $100 went to charity. So my wife uh, says, honey, do it, do it. And I did. And luckily, I say luckily, hit a beautiful golf chart, went up, hit the green, and we won. And then went and spent our money afterwards. And I got a fabulous, huge, humongous size Valley Golf Course towel that I love. It's probably about eight feet long by five feet wide. It's like a blanket. I love that. And my husband got the coolest golf shoes. He has a ton of them anyway, but those shoes are off the chain. So when we go back, he's going to wear those and break in the course next time. Baby, did the, did the overcast skies and the thunder and lightning mess with you at all? 
Um, not at all, because that was on the last day. All the other days, it was burning hot. The sun was beaming down. Everybody was getting dark. We got so tanned. It was ridiculous. And I know a lot of people say African-Americans don't tan. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I got another thing coming to you. It is just really that 105-degree weather immediately. Everyone got a darker color shade on them. It was really nice, though. We had a wonderful time. They had nice cart girls out there. It was one particular one that just kept coming around, making sure we was hydrated. Then they had this old man that was there that was just so kind to us. He would bring cold towels, and I've never saw this before, you guys. So when we say we're going to recap, we're going to tell you all the little decadent <laughs> things that happened. They gave you towels, like hand-sized towels, and you dipped them in a big bucket of ice, and it, the ice had started to melt, so it was ice water. But I mean so cold to where it made your teeth chatter. You stick the towel down in there, and you pull it up real fast, and then you squeeze it out, and you just immediately slam it to your forehead because otherwise you're going to pass out in that weather. And we were, like, chasing those towels down like they were the last food on earth, and we were the only people here and had to eat. We, we, I mean, he would come around, and we would be waiting. I mean, me and Petey would just be sitting there licking our lips like, oh, my God, here comes the towels. And then my husband, of course, who loves golf and was out there swinging away, he can deal with that weather, but then we'd throw him a towel and he would say, that's great, thank you so much. So that's, I mean, the day of golfing was excellent. We did go through about an hour and a half of overcast, and it was thundering, but it was still 100 degrees. It was a beautiful. And I sat there and have never laughed and enjoyed rain so much, and we're from Seattle, so you can imagine. <laughs> and moving, moving right along, because we could spend all day on golf, you guys, Let's talk about the bed at Planet Hollywood in our suite that the foundation was so lovely in providing for us. It was so fantastic. Let me tell you, the bed was so comfortable. We travel a lot, or my husband, when he was playing basketball and I was going with him, the beds you sleep in in some of those hotels, and they would even be five-star hotels. We won't name any right now, but they the beds would hurt your back. Well, this bed... No back hurt, nothing. You could go to sleep, wake up, and you felt energized and ready to go. And they had the best sheets and blankets and all of that. It was just a really overall beautiful place to stay, beautiful room, beautiful, comfortable bed. So you got rest. So for those four days, um, you know, to be able to rejuvenate, recharge your batteries, that was fabulous. So I thought that that bed was great. The bed, I agree with you, baby, was awesome. And like my wife said, you could get instant rest. We jumped up, and the next we went to the soiree. And when I say the soiree, that is the night where we watched everybody perform for the Chris Webber event. And can you say instant vintage? And for those of you who know and who are Raphael Sadiq fans, he was there, played everything from Steel Ray to Anniversary. It's just always such a pleasure to enjoy his great music, and he put on one heck of a show, wouldn't you say, babe? I would say, and what about Gladys Knight and the others? Well, Gladys Knight was last, and I, she was great, too. She didn't have a pip, so Chris Weber, Mateen Cleese, Kenny Smith, as well as others stepped in and played the pips, and Mark Curry was the, the host of the evening, very funny, uh, always witty and on point, and then uh, Raphael Sadiq also called up too short, mm -hmm. and he came out of the crowd, and did his rendition of the ghetto it was just fantastic and the one i want to ask you about baby is if you thought it was real was the hypnotist because they had a hypnotist there everybody yeah but it. i gotta go back to this too short thing before we just lose the momentum there he was off the chain you guys might as well say he came and done a rendition of ghetto life he brought you back to when he was out and he was like on top of the world he still is he's an awesome artist he was in, dressed in some, it looked like seven jeans. I'm not sure, so I could be wrong, but they were, you know, it was really different from what I remember back in the day growing up as a kid when all the people that rapped and all the hip-hop and stuff was a little different back then in the way they dressed. He came up really conservative and still had the two-short swagger. Myself, my husband, all of our friends, everybody at the place was on their feet 
singing along to it to the top of our lungs, the ghetto. It was off of the chain. I'm sorry I can't control my emotions right now because if my little sister, honey, was on this song, I'm sure she's probably listening to the show. She's jumping up and down. That used to be her song. She would run through the house screaming it and almost cause a fight. Of course, I was the one that would throw a pillow at her because I was so sick of hearing it, but I loved it too. So in the room, in the window, in the mirror, I'd be in there singing the ghetto. Because, you know, we all can relate. But anyway, so now we'll move along to what my husband was talking about when he said there was a hypnotist. It was. There was about 15 people they took up on the stage to hypnotize, and I do believe it was real because some of the people in there, some of their family members were shaking their head like they would never get up there and act like that. And they, I'll let my husband tell you what they were doing, but I do believe it was real, and it was phenomenal to see. And one day when we have something, we would love to have him like a family party or something, have him come and hypnotize some members of the family and really check it out for sure. Yeah, I, I just I wasn't sure, but guys, they had them doing. First, he brought them up on stage. They were hypnotized. They had their heads down. He told them to be piano players. He told them to be ballerinas. He told them to river dance, to act like Usher, to act like James Brown. And I would tell you, these people were losing their mind. It was the oh, it was funniest so fun. thing. But. Well, did you think it was real? I, I, I don't know, baby. I'm still yes. in arms. You thought it was real? Okay. I definitely do, and I'm telling you guys, if you ever have anything, we'll, you can come to our website, email us, tell us that you want to know who this guy was. And I'm sure if you go on um, bodabling.com, I think it is, or you can go to chrisweber.com for sure, and you can see more on it, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to have who that hypnotist was. He was phenomenal. And I bet you if we go online, we can see some of his stuff online. I'm sure he has, like, reels, you know, those those tape reels where you can see people he's hypnotized but it was fabulous i can't even i mean i can't even explain all the great stuff he was doing did you see when he had them pretend that they were different singing artists yes and and they were they were hitting it and they were all singing the lyrics like they knew them <laughs> it was something else that was kudos to the chris Weber foundation for that that was really fun i had a great time doing that baby it was great and I must say, and in shopping, okay, you guys, let me tell you about shopping in Vegas, okay? Now, I know that we all wish we had tons and tons and tons and wheelbarrows full of money so we could shop till we drop, right? Well, in Vegas, you don't have to have that kind of money because if for some reason they keep the shopping at a moderate price and they keep the food at a moderate price. Now, gambling, I don't know because I don't gamble, but I'm sure that they even give you deals in that area. But they want it to be succulent and very, very appealing in Vegas. So when you come there, you'll spend money. You can go to the shops at Caesars Palace, or you can go to the different malls, the forum club stores. The um, They have different shopping centers, actually, where they have Nordstrom's and different things. But the clothes is always fabulous. Now, what I do is I end up waiting until the last minute every year before it's time to go to find <laughs> something to wear. So it's always a headache for me, and I'm always stressed out before we get ready to go. I never just have my stuff planned. I think I'm going to start getting ready for next year's now, so that way I have something oh, no. I put aside. But it is so much fun. The shopping is fabulous, but not even so much to shop. And let me tell you about the food. Oh, my God. Did I mention the food? Okay. The first day we got there, we arrived, and we was real hungry. Okay, remember I told you that. Well, we ordered in-room dining or what they call room service, okay? I ordered the barbecue chicken. But sub the chicken for shrimp pizza with American cheese, tomatoes, and mushrooms. Mm-mm-mm. It was finger-licking good, you guys. Let me just tell you, I tried to repeat the order later that night. That's how good it was. I was like, honey, I can't wait to get back. When we were playing golf, I said, I'm going to order the same exact thing again. Well, after a wonderful day out on the links, I was very sadly disappointed. <laughs> oh, my God. The cook 
from earlier in the day that had just he just knew or she just knew how to cook a pizza was gone. And so we could tell that he was or she was gone. So, I mean, okay, luckily I ordered another item, though, just in case, because I've learned that from my husband. That's one of his tricks. Oh, yeah. One or two or three different entrees. So that way, if something's not right, he has backup, because nobody wants to sit there and wait the 30 to 40 to sometimes 50 minutes for Ooh. room. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I had some great eggs. They were scrambled eggs, some wheat toast, a fruit plate, some fresh squeezed orange juice. So this is one tip for you guys real quick. I know this isn't in our tip section, but I'm going to tell you, make sure you ask for fresh squeezed orange juice or grapefruit juice or whatever your fruit juice is that can be fresh squeezed because it's delicious. And then we made it happen with that. So I was happy, but I was disappointed about the pizza. And when you go there, I, I was disappointed <laughs> for my wife because she let me taste the pizza the first one. It was awesome. And the second one didn't stand a chance compared to that first one. <laughs> but check out the cheese Danish. I will say that and I will leave it at that. And moving on to what was everybody, not what everybody came for, but one of the biggest things of the night is the auction, and it's a lot of fun. You know, everybody raises their hand. Mark Curry is running, you know, and just having a great time. You could win a dinner with Webb. He would take you to four cities, go to pro basketball games, college games. They had a sports memorabilia package. Idris Alba, you could be his assistant, and you could actually walk through in a movie. Also, they had the silent auction beforehand, and we won. So what did we win? Tell them, baby. Tell them. Tell them. We won a basket. Actually, we were getting ready to go into the store, Ray, and we saw these items on the table, and we were nosy. So we moseyed on up to the table, and we looked. <laughs> and, of course, a basket is everybody's favorite thing because it's like you have a treasure hunt. So we pointed at it, and I said, honey, I want to get that basket. I want to get that basket for Mom. And the lady said, well, you could just go ahead and write your name on the uh, silent auction thing. Well, I'm not real versed in that, so I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know much about silent auctions and stuff. So I copied what the next person did, and that was put my name in the box, me and Doug's name in the box, and then over to the side it had an amount. Well, they had their amount in there, and I put uh, you know, double the amount just because I thought, well, that's the trick to win. Well, the lady looked, and she must have wanted us to have it because she said, well, you know what, it's only five minutes left of the auction. So if you guys go ahead and bid, more than likely you'll win. So I said, well, let me change the amount I put on here then. <laughs> and I scratched off the amount, put a, put a different amount. I ain't going to say whether it was higher or lower because I was there, we were there to support Chris Weber's event, and it was fabulous. And we was going to get the basket if we had to buy it from the person that wanted it. But anyway, so I signed it, and then we went and we sat down, and we started enjoying the evening, and sure enough, here comes this guy, and he walks up and goes, uh, Miss Christie and Mr. Christie, uh, you guys won the silent auction. Um, where would you like it mailed to? Can you fill this out? And I said, absolutely, and we paid the money for it, and that was that. So we were very, very, very thrilled with that. But like my husband said, the overall auction of the night was fabulous. And everybody, listen, if you want to go to a wonderful event, you want to go have some great fun, you want to be around great people, go to Bada Bling next year, 2009. I'm not sure where it's going to be yet because they, they do all kind of sweet surprises every year and this year it was at a different place than normal it used to be at caesar's palace it was at planet hollywood it might be in hawaii coming up you never know but you definitely need to go to chrisweber.com support his you know causes support the kids education he's opening some schools i could go on and on about it but i definitely want you to check it out chrisweber.com this show is dedicated to bada bling we recapping a wonderful weekend that we were lucky and blessed enough to have in las vegas 
And lastly, it was beautiful people everywhere that attended the event. And the cause, like I said, was the most important thing. That's our favorite thing to go for is the fact you get to go eat good food, relax, have fun, golf on some beautiful golf courses. Of course, the weather's great every year. The hotels have great energy. You get to see friends, other, you know, NBA families, uh, sport families, Actors, actresses, you know, all of our regular folks like us, we just have a good time. So definitely check it out next year. And, honey, do you have any closing remarks about such a fabulous weekend? I can't even, <laughs> I, I can't even put it into words. You, you topped everything. Oh. It was awesome. <laughs> love it. Love what it stands for. Webb is doing a fantastic job, and I, I would just have to say I enjoyed going, and I'm glad that we win again, and every year we'll be there. Every, every single year. And then, you guys, we will move right on into our hot topics. Hot I know. And, you guys, we got some hot topics for you, okay? There is a woman, 44 years old, Mm -hmm. gives birth Mm -hmm. to her 18th. Now, wait, I'm going to repeat this. Her 18th child. Oh, my God. A Romanian immigrant has given birth to her 18th child in British Columbia, making her the province's most prolific mother in 20 years. British Columbia resident Leva Lawrence, 44 years old, here with her family. And if you go online, I don't know the link for this, but you can ask us and I'll send it to you. And it got a picture with her and her husband and all 17 of their other kids and now in her arms, the 18th. And it says um, she makes her province the most prolific mother in 20 years. Proud dad Alexandru Lawrence said Saturday that his 44-year-old wife, Livia, gave birth on Tuesday. Their daughter, Abigail, weighed in at 7 pounds and 12 ounces. Honey, what do you think about that? Ooh, 17, <laughs> now 18. I will tell yeah. you, they, they, they could play five on five a couple times, have another group waiting for them. I mean, but you know what? Big families are awesome, and I think that I'm sure they have a lot of fun and uh, I saw the picture and just went, oh, my goodness. But you know what? That, that's what it's all about is family. So I'm sure that they have a great time, baby. Oh, most definitely. Most and, definitely. And what about, I got one for you here that's a little bit disturbing but a little different. And a man, baby, beheaded another man on a Greyhound bus on the Trans-Canadian Highway. Vincent Lee, who is the suspect, uh, decapitated Tim McLean, a 19-year-old, while he slept with a hunting knife. No argument uh, was before this incident, and all of a sudden the man started stabbing him. He didn't stop. Everybody ran off the bus. Three gentlemen held the bus door closed. They went to look on, and he was in there decapitating the man, and they held him until the police came. And uh, he is right now in custody, though, so that was great that the men uh, held him until they got there. I most definitely agree. And something like that, all you can say is, oh, my God, rest in peace to the person that was cut in his life, you know, at 19 years old, was cut short by someone who obviously has some some serious things going on. But, I, I, you know, I can't say I wish the 19-year-old the best because it's over for him now. But, you know, hopefully he'll rest in peace, honey. Yes, rest in peace, no question, baby. Most definitely. And you guys, okay, there has been early surveys that predict there, okay, there's two presidential candidates. Everybody knows McCain and Obama, right? Well, the early surveys are predicting that Obama will become the next U.S. president. Now, I don't know how true this is because, like I said, I'm not big on politics. Me and my husband kind of stay out of all that. But if he is, great for him. But they're saying early surveys and early, um, you know, they're sending out questionnaires and so on and so forth. It's looking like he's probably going to be the next U.S. president. So just wanted to share that with you. That is a hot topic. 
Obama 08. That's right. How about Dallas Mavericks? Josh Howard is arrested for drag racing on a country road in North Carolina, supposedly going 40 miles an hour over the speed what? limit. If it was a 35, he was doing 75, 50, 90. But you know what? Josh is a great guy, a great player, and I really hope that he that he stays out of trouble because he got into a little last year and now with this. I hope that he just uh, focuses, gets everything together. He's an all-star, one heck of a player. So uh, if you're listening, Josh, holler at me. I'm here. <laughs> and how about this, baby? Now, this is not for the, the Mika hearts. I'll have to say, look, Ma, no roof. First pictures of the Bugatti Veyron 16.4 Grand Sport. And our buddies over at supercars.net have revealed that the long-rumored Targa-style Bugatti Veyron will officially, officially be called the Grand Sport. Now, this Bugatti, and this is a car that we're talking about, is going to be revealed in uh, Pebble Beach at the Concourse Day Elegance, and you better bring a large checkbook, baby, because it is going for $2.25 million, and that is only the starting bid. Can you believe that? Well, um, well, <laughs> I think that um, Bugattis are special cars. They're beautiful. And I, um, when we looked at the picture, and let me tell you guys, let me just explain to you how my husband explained to me what he felt about this <laughs> car. And uh, you have to know him to understand. He said, wow, it's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. And I'm looking at him going, wait a minute, do I need to be jealous about this car? I mean, you don't even say that about you. You're beautiful, you're beautiful, but... Do you see that somebody stood there and actually sat down and figured out exactly how to put this car together and make it the most beautiful thing on earth? Now, let me tell you, 217 miles an hour, you need okay, to be on okay. the Autobahn. But you know what? The roof pops off, and they figured out a way that you can drive it with the roof off and no wind comes in at all. I just I, I can't understand it. Beautiful car, though, way out of my price range. What would be okay. your color if you could have one? What, what would it be? Uh, mine, I'm going to go with uh, some sort of green. I don't know. It might be lime green, hunter green, something green. Hunter green. Oh, something green. Beautiful. You don't like this silver? Oh, yeah. Silver is nice, but if I'm going to spend that, I want my favorite color. Okay, everybody, go to Google.com and put in new 2000, what would it be, 2009? 2000, something like that. Eight, Bugatti, nine. and put 2.250, then Put a question mark. I mean, not a question mark. Put a little, a little comma, and then put zero zero zero, and then zero 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 for million. Okay, and then I'm sure it will pop up, and you can look at the pictures because we don't have the link for that. But it definitely is a very, very hot car. Something nice to look at. Oh yes. That music right there, everyone, would take us into the wonderful, wonderful world of sports. And to do that, we will be welcoming back the one and only Wizzle. Wizzle, the world of sports, are are you out there and alive with us? Done, son. (laughs) There you go. You know, Wizzle, we're going to jump right in and we're going to start with, I, I see some signings in the world of basketball. I'm just curious. Of these signings, who who do you think maybe the biggest two are? We got Maurice Evans going to Atlanta. Charlotte's going to re-sign Okafor. Char- uh, Chicago, Luau Deng. Detroit gets Kwame Brown. Golden State, Andres Beatrice. L.A. Clippers get Ricky Davis. Obviously, the Clippers 
also have made some other moves. Minnesota, Ryan Gomes, and Bobby Jackson is, looks to be going back to Sacramento with with Ron Artest going to Houston. What are you looking at there, Wizzle? Without a doubt. And obviously this is personal opinion based upon uh, uh, experience in a practice, in warfare, uh, learning what it takes to get better as a team, as a unit, getting people to be, uh, to be challenged finally. Without a doubt, it's got to be the trade for Bobby Jackson and Ron Artest. Can you imagine what some of their practices are going to be like? There should be some fights, a couple fights. I'm looking for T-Mac to get challenged because you're not that tough to me. And You know what I mean? Just the mentality that Ron Artest brings. He's going to make that team a lot better, and, and, and he's obviously bringing in something needed, which was a goon. That's my guy, a goon. There you go. I I have to agree with you. I think Ron Artest gives them a totally different look, something that they haven't had in quite some years, if ever, really, from the Hakeem Olajuwon days. But uh, Bobby Jackson going back to sack, Ron Artest to Houston. Everybody watch out for that one, no question. And staying in basketball, Wizzle, it looks to be as you know, a lot of NBA players are going to Europe now. We got Josh Childress. He's from Atlanta. He signs a three-year deal for $20 million after taxes. Carlos Delfino, uh, Sebastian Knockbar, a host of other NBA players are going overseas to get their money because uh, I don't know why. Talk to me about this. What do you think, Wizzle? Well, I've got uh, one basic comment, and again, uh if you've heard me talk before, you've heard me refer to the uh, the situations and, and to the point that all the information is in your face. It's the business of basketball. First and foremost, you love basketball as a sport, but, Douglas, I remember you telling me that, man, it's kind of not that fun no more because they kind of like be messing with it and tinkering with the sport. Again, it's the business of basketball. So, hey, get yourself financially secure. Do what you have to do for your future because you're not always going to be a hot commodity. And if it entails going overseas, whatever it takes, business first of basketball. And I completely agree with whatever type of moves you have to make. Uh, it certainly seems like the dollar, the American dollar is being respected a little bit more overseas in terms of taxes. And, uh, you know, you got to give the guys a lot of credit. They laid a lot on the line, and there's really no, no, nothing no different. Uh, remember Brian Shaw taking off and then going to get a million over in overseas. And so um, it's obviously a financial move, but, Again, that's part of the reason you play basketball. I mean, obviously I play because I love the game and I would like to contribute what I can and, and see what I can get out of it. But at the same time, I, I'm trying to get as much as I can possibly get because I'm not always going to be uh, a public topic, if you would be, or, or hot, so to speak, so if, you're, if you're from the streets. So, uh, hey, it's a financial move. It's one that I applaud all the time because I'm always for the players because, again, the players' salaries are disclosed and the owners' salaries are not. There you go. Now, now look at this. Now, in the preseason, we're going to see a lot of NBA teams playing against these overseas teams. Do you think that we'll ever see a time when – the overseas teams are going to dominate the American teams, and you know maybe if they play eight games, they go eight and zero or six and two. Because I don't think we've seen that yet. Do you think that's a possibility? Well, I do think it's a possibility. Um, you know, there's a lot of tough teams, and teams are gearing up. Obviously, basketball is a is a is a worldwide sport, and uh, and with that, you have people that are training at different levels in uh, the different various AAU tournaments. Um, 
intramural leagues, uh, you know, just any 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 outlet for the kids to get another uh, 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 hold of basketball or something to take their time away. And and next thing you know, uh, you got a, a real strong following. So. You know, hey, it can be it can be tough wherever you go play these days. I mean, you go to Spain, you can go to Italy, you can go to Germany, you can go to China, and you can and, and meet basketball because there's a, there's hip hop and there's a, a ghetto type of, if you will, culture, and uh, and and it really transcends transcends into the game. And uh, hey, the game is is what it is. No question. Well, looking at the USA basketball team, because they are now facing the world with the Olympics uh, on the horizon, they have had some impressive wins. One was over the Canadian national team and the other over the Lithuanian national team. And something that, that I found real real curious was the fact that they were talking to Mike Krzyzewski, and he said, LeBron James is 6'8", 240 pounds, and we can go small and let him pay the power forward and, and have Dwight Howard inside at the center. And I guess LeBron corrected and said, no, actually I'm 6'8", 260, and only have 5% body fat. Him at the power forward is a scary, scary thought, wouldn't you say, Wizzle? Oh, without a doubt, and um, obviously it's a situation it's, uh, where you see – it's maybe not at the same level where Magic Johnson, if you recall, uh, the NBA fans out there, uh, his rookie season and some of the things that he could do with Kareem going out his rookie year, uh, stepping in and playing the center from the point guard position. So, again, I think it's at another level. I do think that he would have incredible mismatches without a doubt. But uh, it, it, the big thing is he's got to do what's effective for the team. And I don't know how many power forwards lead their team in assists. I think you're taking a lot out of his hands, and I think that's something, you know, further down the road as he ages and matures and, and realizes that I, I've always had the advantages I have as a gift. But right now you need him to where he can produce, and, and he's been putting up 29, 27, 29 points a game and, you know, and leading your team in every category. So I think wherever he's playing right now is probably the best. Well, you heard it here, Mike Krzyzewski, keep him at the three position. Moving into football, Wizzle, we have the Tennessee Titans and Vince Young. Vince says that he is ready to take it to the next level. All the hard work has paid off, and they have a new offensive coordinator. What do you say about Vince Young? Does he take him to the playoffs again? Well, uh, I think that Vince Young, um, obviously he's a very, very talented player. Uh, if you had a, a preconceived notion about what type of player he was going back to the days of, uh, of playing against uh, a, a USC not too long ago, really, really showed you how special he was uh, with the ball in his hands and out on the field, rather, uh, in, 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 in the NFL. So, um I'm expecting him, uh, obviously, you know, off season and in the NFL and any sport, any profession, professional sport is is truly uh, a year round thing. You might can take you two, three weeks off, but for the most part, you're grinding it out year round. And I, I do expect him to step up and and be a little bit more improved because uh, that's the kind of money they pay. They pay leaders, and I do think think that he's a leader. So uh, hopefully, we'll see how much he's done in off season. Now, Ricky Williams in the in the Miami Dolphins, and, and you know, for a couple of years there, Ricky had walked away and said that he wasn't going to play anymore, and he is back, and he is really trying to redeem himself. This could be really turned out to be a, a feel-good story, and I'd have to say really keep an eye out for Ricky. Well, what do you think about his chances of his coming back and, and resuming some of his dominance? 
Well, I do think that uh, Ricky, obviously, uh, is going to be a great fantasy pickup for anybody who's in the fantasy league, football, or anything like that. I do think that he has a lot to prove, and I do think that he's wasted a lot of football, you know, and, and not focused it the way he would like to have. I think that he's a, a very explosive player. I think that he's revolutionized the position as far as size and and. You know, the kind of running backs who are, who have like a tire around him, a bumper around him, who bumps kind of off of weak tacklers and whatnot. So a lot of activity running and uh, moving inside of a body. And I think that, uh, he should, he should, he should step up and, and he's got a great opportunity to prove that, uh, he's, he's the player that Mike Dicka traded, uh, you know, what was it, eight, seven, seven, eight, nine players for. So I think he's a great player and he's got a chance again. And obviously he's a, an honest player and I can always applaud an honest player. You know, go back. There you go. Now look here at uh, at Brett Favre. Brett Favre has been offered $25 million, yes, let me say it again, $25 million by his former team to stay retired. And I guess it, it was, yes, they, they, they offered him $25 million to, or $20 million, it doesn't matter, that's a lot of millions, to stay <laughs> retired. And, and he kind of took offense to it and said that he's not going to do that and wants to play. What is happening with the Brett Favre sweepstakes? Wizzle, is he coming back or not? Um, you know what, obviously if if he decides that he wants to play, I think that uh, we'll be expecting uh, uh, some comments from Roger Goodell in the, in the next few days or so because he hasn't officially uh, stamped the letter of a reinstatement yet. So um, I, I do expect some ac- activity from the, the powers that be on the top side of it. Um, in other business, uh, I guess that the deal has been on the table for quite some time for Brett and he's uh, you know, maybe neglected it or maybe not uh, uh, approached it the way that we wanted to. But, hey, let's face it, uh, teams go different directions. Uh, talent goes different directions. Uh, when he won his championship, none of the personnel is there. He's got a whole different situation right now. And, hey, again, you've only won one championship, Brad. They don't owe him anything. Uh, he's going to definitely go into the books and, and go into the Hall of Fame as a, as a Packer. So, uh, again, we don't owe you anything. We want to give Aaron Rodgers a chance. It's his turn. We got young receivers, and the receivers were the reason he had a great year. What do you want me to say? There it is. Why do they not want him to come out? Well, go to another team. Yeah, I think that they, you know, he said he was going to retire. So they said, okay, great, you're retired, and that kind of wiped him off the books. Well, when he said mm-hmm. that he wanted to come back, they had already put a different quarterback in position to step in. So, you know, it's a little bit of a soap opera, and he's the great Brett Favre because, you know, the championships that they won and everything. So uh, we're going to have to keep our eye on that and see what, what's happening in uh, in the land of cheese. Now, looking at the San Diego Chargers, Whistle, injuries, they, they could hamper this team in the long run. Otherwise, we have a serious Super Bowl contender here. You got LaDainley and Tomlinson. He was hurt a little bit last year at the end. Phillip Rivers obviously had a slightly torn ACL, and Antonio Gates, uh, who is a big part of their offense, had a, has, a, has a, a toe problem. What do you see happening with the San Diego Chargers? Is this a team that really can make a, a, a real run at the Super Bowl this year? You know what, I think that they definitely have a chance, um, and, and the, the Chargers would be an owner's delight in that you have a, a very, very competitive product, you got a nice place to play, you have nice weather, we're outdoors, and if we achieve that goal, fine, if not, we've got one of the best running backs in the league, uh, you see why we got rid of Drew Brees for Phillip Rivers, uh, we've got Antonio Gates, you've got some mainstay pieces, and uh 
and ultimately they will be very competitive. Uh, did they turn the corner? Did they get a little experience last year? I do believe so. Experience is always a good thing, especially for the quarterback and personnel and coaches to recognize situations. And, 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 and the, the other things that experience will enable you to take advantage of in terms of getting wins in the playoffs. So I do look for them to be competitive, uh, uh, to maybe take advantage of their experiences, and to see where their luck takes them. Now, Wizzle, staying in football, this is this is a story I don't know if you've seen or not, but Carolina Panthers wide receiver Steve Smith and their defensive back Ken Lucas get into a, a bit of a fisticuffs, and Smith gets a two-game suspension. How much does this hurt the Carolina Panthers? Because Smith is a big part of what they do down there. Two games could be uh, no playoffs or playoffs. What do you think? Well, um, you know, there's always three sides to a story. I'm sure Ken Lucas has a side. I'm sure Steve Smith has a side. And obviously God knows what officially happens. But let me tell you that Steve Smith has been uh, one of the mainstay pieces. Uh, he's been the colors. He's been the, the, the emblem, the logo. And when you associate their team with the NFL, it is Steve Smith. He's played head and shoulders above anyone else they've had. And obviously uh, he might have or definitely felt disrespected in some sort of way, and uh, it, it, it went ghetto, and uh, we had to touch somebody else to talk about. No, it was actually okay. Uh, I think that they will make their team tougher, but, uh, you know, obviously uh, Ken Lucas has maybe got to watch his mouth because obviously I, I'm just looking at it from the outside, and I think that Steve Smith is a stand-up guy, and, and I do believe that whatever something happened was, I don't think it was instigated by Steve Smith, and that's just my opinion. Well, Steve Smith, we hope that he gets back soon because the Carolina Panthers definitely need his explosiveness on the offensive end of the football whistle. As always, once again, we want to thank you for your insight into the world of sports. Enjoy this Saturday, and we will see you again same time, same station. Uno. <laughs> Uno. And moving right into our beauty and fashion and lifestyle segment. Today we have, this is one of my tips. Now, guys, you might not want to pay attention, unless you have some hair, of course. But women, uh, no, no, I mean, you know, because up, it's, hold up. it's about hair brushes, soft hair brushes. They are very, very important to your hair because if you get the hard ones, they will break your hair off. So make sure you get the soft, real bristle, real, excuse me, real bristle brushes and um, use them on your hair, and try to brush your hair only three, up to three times a week. If you brush more than that, it does weaken the hair strands, and it will cause split ends and breakage. So that's my tip for women for today. Well, for the men, we're going to keep it in hair. And, gentlemen, after you cut your hair, and that's if you use clippers, make sure that you get yourself a germicide. Or you can also pour about two inches of alcohol, that's rubbing alcohol, into a glass. Soak your clippers in there. Bring them out. Turn them on. Brush them off with, like, a toothbrush or something and keep them clean. It's great for your skin. Keeps you from getting bumps and also just keeps the hygiene oh so tight. Okay, so is that like, but you, of course, do not plug in the clippers. You take them off out the wall when you stick them in this liquid. Oh, yes. You As can a disclaimer, we are not saying to do this. We're okay. just telling you how to clean your clippers, so just make sure. And then number three is the waistband belt, and you can get that at any big five or any sporting good place. Uh, some people use it for that have, you know, bad backs or lower back pain, but if you get this rubber 
bracelet thing that goes around your waist, and I don't have the name of it, but it's a spandex belt, and if you tell them you want it for weight loss, they'll know what it is. It's probably about 9 bucks, and you get it, and you wrap it around your waist, and it has, like, Velcros on it that sticks together. You can put it on underneath your shirt or your sweat jacket or your clothes. It's great when you're working out or going to exercise because it wraps around your midsection, and it will help burn fat. It will help burn calories. There's a couple basketball players that wear them before they go out on the court, and they do that because as they're playing throughout the game, throughout these NBA games, they're sweating, and it helps to get them that smaller waist, I'm sure, and, you know, just burn extra calories and stuff. And some people use it for their bad back. So it has two uses. It's worth the 9 bucks. I would say, again, you can get it from any sporting goods store, Big Five or Sports Authority or any of those places. You can look online as well, and you will see it. You can always email me direct. Um, at our email address at infinitelovepublishing.com, jackiechristie.com, dougchristie.com, or you can go to our MySpace at myspace.com forward slash Jackie and Doug Infinite Love, and you can email us there, and we will make sure and get you the name and some stores, okay? Or go in Google, and you can find it that way. There you go, baby. And for the gentlemen, I will say colored pocket squares, they will brighten up any suit, throw it off, give it a little splash of color, and enjoy yourself, not to mention if you spill a little something, you got something to wipe it up with. Oh, most definitely. And and you know what? When, can women wear pocket squares like on our stuff? Because I don't think I've ever seen a woman do it, and I might have to like change up the game. There you go. Change it up. Step <laughs> out. You can borrow one of mine. Definitely. Okay, and we'll move right along, you guys. We're having such a good time with you today. You can join our show anytime by calling 347-215-8305 or going into our chat room anytime throughout the next 20 minutes of our show that remains. I just wanted to say we're going into our favorite area of our show, and that is love and romance. And today in our in this section, we have listener questions. And my husband will start those. There you go, baby. And I will have to say number one is Jackie, my mate. Well, this is Jackie and Doug. My mate has low self-esteem. How can I help? What do you think, babe? Wow, that's always a hard question to answer because it's like, what is the low self-esteem stemming from? If it's stemming from outside sources, it's going to be very difficult to help them because it has to start within. If it's coming from them feeling low self-esteem about themselves, say their weight is heavier than they want to be or they're not as, you know, muscly as they want to be or I should say in shape as they want to be or they don't feel that they've accomplished all of their goals in life and so on and so forth. It just really depends on what that low self-esteem is and if it's something that they actually have the ability to change, I would say sit down with them, talk to them in detail, have a pen and paper ready, take notes like you're in school, and really understand the person. It's a difference between talking to someone and and communicating back and forth, and then there's a difference when you actually listen and you try to offer them solutions on how to help. So say, for instance, someone's... um, feeling like they don't have the best clothes in the world, but their job is paying them only so much, they don't have a lot of money, you guys are already struggling with your bills, so they can't go out and buy new clothes. A way that you can help is by maybe going in and getting the clothes that they do have and putting together different idea combinations for them that you personally think would be appealing and ask them to do a try-on session. These are things that I've actually experienced with my husband. He showed me so many different things on feeling good about what you do have and then, you know, accepting it that way. So maybe then you can, you know, once they try it all on, you can also, you know, you can compliment them. You can also tell them, okay, this is what we'll do. We can't afford to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, but we can 
sell our stuff, you know, secondhand, or we can go and put it at consignment stuff um, stores, excuse me, or you can say we'll purchase one item a week for you, and this is what I need you to do. I need you to be happy and upbeat, and if by Friday you have had a great week, then we'll go and we'll purchase you a new shirt. Next week we'll purchase a new skirt, and before you know it, a year goes by, they have the wardrobe that they were looking for, and it didn't put you guys in the poorhouse. So there's so many different ways that you can help. That was just one example that came to the top of my mind. What would you say, honey? I would say, babe, a couple things, three of them actually. I would say positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Help your mate in any way that you can. Positive reinforce things that they're trying to do, that they're trying to accomplish. Obviously, number two is you give them love all the time. And then the third one is tell him or her what you find beautiful. And I really think that this will help because it's going to encourage them that it doesn't matter where you are or what you are. There is beautiful aspects about you and what you're doing and your mate is loving it and respecting it. I think that will really help. And I have to second that because what you just heard my husband say is actually things that he does. He's lived this, and it's touching to me because I can sit here and know that I actually get and, you know, I I can reciprocate what he just said. It's a beautiful thing. you got to be best friends in your relationship. So whether you're married, your boyfriend and girlfriend, or whatever it is, low self-esteem comes from within most of the time. So please help them feel better about themselves. Secondly, here's the next question, honey. Mm -hmm. Jackie or Doug, how do you tell your mate you want to be married before you get intimate with them? I'll let you answer that one. Well, that is a great question, baby. And I, I will really just say, just say it. Let them know and have open communication because it is the best. This is something when you talk about um having sex before you are married is that this is something that is special between the two of you and if you want to make sure that you guys tie the knot and in God's eyes you guys are married then that is something that you talk about with them and I think that if you guys are serious and they you love each other that this is something that is not going to be a big deal because the love and the whole marriage and everything will override any type of feelings that you're having but that's just open communication I think that and I also wanted to say that being intimate could also just mean a kiss. And if you don't want to do any of that, nowadays, especially with HIV and AIDS being prevalent in the world, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. And if your mate can't understand and accept that, then that might not be the person for you. So, you know, intimacy comes from a lot of different ways. It also comes, you know, intimacy could be I don't want to be intimate with you in the way of sharing my inner feelings or telling you, you know, things that I've kept private, that kind of thing. So just make sure that you're both on the same page before indulging and don't feel bad about it if you're not ready. You're just not ready. Um, and number three, honey? It says, Doug and Jackie, give three communication tips uh, for my relationship, three things that could help me with communicating. What do you think those would be, babe? Um, is that three things that can help them communicate better with their mate? Yeah, with inside of their relationship with their mate, yes. I would definitely have to say set a time to talk. You set aside time that you guys can sit down and talk it out. And number two, I would say you got to be patient, though, and you have to listen. Again, I have to reiterate, listening is different than talking. Listening is different than saying, I understand, but you really don't. When someone's trying to clear the air or get something off their chest, the most important and, and great thing that you can do for them, even so much more than giving them a solution, is to sit and just listen and really hear what they have to say. So if they say, do you understand me, do you know what I mean, and you say, yes, I do, and they say, okay, tell me, you can re you can reiterate to them what they're feeling, and they'll know it. And that right there in itself helps pretty much to fix it right there. 
thirdly, I would say offer solutions. Don't just talk back and forth, but after you've gotten to that third area, to that point, where now they're looking for, okay, give me an answer, help me fix it. I, you know, That's one thing that I used to say to my husband, and I still do. If there's something that I can't problem solve on my own and I want my mate's help, I'll say, okay, honey, I need you to tell me something, fix it, and we laugh about it, but it's a beautiful thing that you can go to your best friend, to your soulmate, to your mate, husband, boyfriend, fiancé, and they can help you because they're offering solutions. They're not just telling you no one wants to feel lectured on. They're saying, okay, this is what you can do. This is how you should handle it. That, that helps a lot, and it takes a lot of pressure off trying to figure it out yourself because if you've gotten to that point where you need help, then that's what you're looking to receive. I, I totally agree with you, baby, and I would have to say that uh, three, obviously, solutions is is the last one because that is mm-hmm. what you're trying to get to, right. to fix the communication. But I would have to say be open inside of your communication. Uh, like my wife said, no one wants to, you know, be talked at. You want to be open so that both of you guys can vibe and figure out a way to get to where you want to go. And then also be considerate. Look at the situation from your partner's side uh, as well as your own because it it always is good to step back and look at it from a different angle because you can solve problems that way. That's right. And then number four, we have in today's society, why is it that so many sports couples are divorcing at such an alarming rate? And I would just um, you know, I'll let my husband definitely answer that, but I would say that I don't, I don't necessarily narrow it just to sports couples, but since we're in that, you know, lifestyle and in that realm, I would say that respect, it comes down to respect. Do you respect the commitment that you made to not only your spouse, but to the marriage that you guys share in? The fact that you made vows, and they are very important, it has to come down to that. It has to also be communication. You have to be best friends. So there's, a, there's about ten different reasons that I feel like if they're not all being met, the the situation, the marriage will suffer and eventually divorce will follow. I mean, that's, you know, here in America, that's the way people deal with the problems in a relationship. Okay, that's it. I'm ending it. I'm moving on. Let's get a divorce. You have to think about the children involved. And I'm not by any way advocating, oh, stay married because you have kids. And you have, No, I'm saying they are a part of it, and you guys have made a life together, and you're all supposed to be committed to that one greater goal and the one foundation, and that's love, respect, marriage, vows, family, all of the good things that come with having a life partner. So if that is being compromised in any way, usually divorce is is right there lurking in the background. It's hard enough with all the different things that's being put out there. And then if you're a public figure, it's going to be more difficult because you're going to be challenged in a different way than the average person is. There's going to be people that's going to want to be a part of your life just because of the status you've achieved. So you're going to have that issue as well. But if you're mature, you're strong, you're comfortable and confident in what you have, and each other is giving that same um, strength and stability, then you won't have to worry. You, You can't be moved. It won't falter. But if there's any weakness, and we talked about that on our very first shows about the 360-degree circle. If you have a hole in there and people can get in and do things and situations can arise and cause conflict, divorce is there, and it's going to probably show its ugly little head. Wouldn't you say, babe? I would totally agree with you, baby. I would say one thing is mm-hmm. that lifestyle isn't definitely conducive for marriage, so you have yeah. to – you, with your family, like my wife said, you got children, you love each other, you're married, all these things. You have to set your own rules and, and blaze your own path and figure out the way that you are going to go contrary to what this lifestyle holds and make it work for you. And I think that's respect is 
comes at the top of that list and everything else will fall in line. But you have to make your own rules, blaze your own path, and love each other and respect each other, and you can make it through. Oh, most definitely. And then if it gets too stressful for you, we have an artist, a lovely artist on our label. His name is Bobby Tinsley. We've talked about him before. We've played his music before. And I would tell you this song fits right into what you need to do if it just gets too much. You listen to the lyrics, and you guys will see what I'm talking about.
everybody. Welcome back. That was Bobby Tinsley, our artist. That um, he's an R&B great. You gotta go to his website. You gotta come to come to our websites. We have a lot of information about Bobby on there. Go to genrefirerecords.com, and he has a page on there as well. You can click on there. But I mean, that's just one. That's a single. That's one of the fabulous songs on his new album that's coming out next week. We're gonna do a whole show based around Bobby and you know the great things he offers music today. Um, it's now time to come to a close for this segment, and we wish you all a wonderful evening and a finish having a wonderful weekend and we'll catch you next time same place peace respect